right, we're up to week five. How many of you can name the five aspects of the fruit of the Spirit? I'm not, you don't have to do it, but how many of you could right now if, if I ask you to? The first five. Where have y'all been? You're not raising your hands. Do you not know the first five? If you know the first five, raise your hand right now. I'm going to have to just kind of stomp on your disobedient spirit and get you going here. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness is today. So when we look at these five aspects, especially in the culture of our world today, they are so obviously different than what the world presents, promotes, or produces. Galatians 5, and 23, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. In other words, all of these things are beneficial and good. The world promotes hatred, but the Spirit produces love, and this deals with your attitude in life, your point of reference. It actually is from many places in Scripture, the foundation upon which everything else is built. The world creates sorrow and sadness. Anybody besides me identify with this reality that watching the evening news can be some of the most depressing moments of the day? Shootings and bombings and wars and destruction. You know, I wish somebody would just have a channel where they produce good stories. They probably wouldn't make it, but I would watch it. The world creates sorrow, promotes sadness, but the Spirit produces joy. And by the way, all of these things I'm talking about that the Spirit gives us, I'm not talking about on a natural level. I'm talking about on a supernatural level. It's not me just trying to be a little more optimistic or me making a decision in the morning. I'm going to be more joyful today. And I want to make this point clear every week throughout this series. But it is allowing the Spirit of God to fill my life so that what is produced are the characteristics of Jesus. Love and joy are the first two. And that deals with our emotions. The world lives in strife, but the Spirit produces peace, and this deals with your mind. The world demands immediate results. By the way, didn't Pastor Kevin just crush it last week? My goodness, what a great sermon on patience. The world demands immediate results. It has to happen now. You know, we all want, we're all looking for that pill that we can take that will fix everything in, in three seconds, Right? We, we don't want to do the process. We just want the results. You'll never get the results without the process. Patience says, I'm going to keep working, keep going. And what a beautiful message for our graduating seniors last year to know that life is a journey that must be run with endurance, with perseverance and patience. And this deals with the way you respond to life. So today, we're looking at kindness. And wow, is this ever a true statement of our culture today? The world is filled with harshness. I mean, it's amazing. I don't think that social media has created that. I think it has revealed that. It provides opportunity and platform for people just to pow without anything. In just a moment, we'll play you a video, and I'll talk about it a little bit there. But there's harshness in our world. 
but the, but the Spirit produces kindness. Now, all of these things I talked about, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, these five things and the other, the other three, the other four that are going to follow, they're not, they're not only when it's convenient, not only when it, is, it seems reasonable, but they especially excel when times of challenge and difficulty are present. Jesus had peace in the midst of the storm. We have joy. Paul had joy while he was in prison. Jesus told us, and we'll look at it again in another place later on in Luke. We know it from Matthew 2. Jesus said, love your enemy. That is not natural. That is supernatural. And the only way that we'll be able to do all of these things to the level that we need is by yielding our life to the Holy Spirit every day. Well, today is Mother's Day. Thank God for all our moms. Thank God for all of you who are moms And I thought kindness is a great, great trait to talk about on Mother's Day. This deals with our behavior, the way that we act. And here's the the statement I want you to put in your heart today. I will grow in kindness as I allow the Holy Spirit to inspire my behavior. Now, how many of you know uh, the writing in Proverbs 31? How many of you know what I'm talking about there? What is that passage in Proverbs 31 called? What does it speak of? Virtuous woman. Finding a wife. Finding a woman that's valuable. In that passage, since it's Mother's Day, I want to take a verse from there. Verse 26, in the middle of the description, it says this about a virtuous woman. When she speaks, her words are wise. And she gives instruction with kindness. Now, let me help you out, men and women both. Just because you're a woman doesn't make you virtuous. The Holy Spirit makes you virtuous. Just because you're a man doesn't mean that you have what you need to have. As a matter of fact, all of us, without the help of the Lord tend to go in the wrong direction and develop the wrong things and become the exact opposite of what we should be, but with the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us, we can have virtue, we can have power, we can have purpose in life. Some of the the pastor's wives got together recently and they did a little video talking about kindness and we're going to show that to you now. Well, you all know we are in a sermon series on the fruit of the Spirit, and this week we are talking about kindness. So I thought it would be fun if we could all sit down together and just discuss how the spirit of kindness influences our life. It seems like during the last few years specifically, our society has grown very unkind um, towards one another. A couple days ago, I was just on some social media and I saw an advertisement for root cover-up for your hair to hide the gray and I need that. So I started reading about it and I thought, well, before I order it, I'm just gonna click on the comments and see what other people say about this root cover-up. And I'm not kidding. I read probably 10 to 15 comments that were 
targeted toward the poor model with the before and after picture about her looks and couldn't they find anybody better and she looks better with the streak of gray. I mean, just, just mean, mean-spirited comments about the model. And finally, I found one that said, this is a good product. Yes, I use it and I like it. But it was shocking to me how we have become so um, bully mentality, you know, where we just want to take a shot at people, people we don't even know, complete strangers, bashing this poor woman on social media. The Bible has a lot to say about kindness. Ephesians 4.32 says, And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God has forgiven you. Colossians 3.12, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, and gentleness. Hmm. No mention of bullying or pushing your opinion on others. So what comes to mind with you girls when you think about kindness and how it has impacted or influenced your life and those around you? Maybe in your home, your marriage, your workplace, with your children? I think that like for me, friends have really impacted me with kindness. There's just been times in my life, um, in my family's life, where we needed a friend to step in and um, cover us in prayer or bring a meal. And they've done that and they've done that for us. And it's just been so great. And I know that for me, I just really want to be that kind of friend for somebody. I wanna be there. I wanna just, hey, if I say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be there for you. I feel like that's my strong point of like the spirit of kindness right. is just being there for them. And they've been there for us. It's been great. And that reminds me kind of of a quote that I, that I heard recently and I just wanted to read it real quick. And it said, no man can do me a truer kindness in this world than to pray for me. Mm. And I, you know, whenever we say like, you know, I see you hurting, I see what you're going through and like, I'm really praying for you. And like, knowing that someone is going to bat for you, like in their personal intercession, like with the Lord and knowing like they're thinking of you in those moments and like really interceding for you. Like, I think that that's a really beautiful thing that we can do for each other as moms and as women and to show kindness towards so one another. right now. I mean, like yeah. you were saying, like that is so prevalent right now, yeah. just all over. Anywhere you're at on right. the internet, you're right. going to encounter that personally or right. just what you're seeing. Um, and we need that so much right now. Um, I mean, that's obviously the whole point of the fruits of the Spirit is that's showing our light, right. God's light through us. And we need that in our world right now. The, right. the women of our world need that right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When I was thinking about kindness, it reminded me of something that we were taught in foster care training um, that they really pushed was just reminding us that anger is always secondary mm -hmm. to fear and sadness. And so it's easy to meet kindness with kindness, but then when you're met with anger or frustration, and I see this a lot at work with angry parents, you know, because I work in pediatrics. Um, and so it helps me to respond in kindness because they're not really angry at, you know, me or they're, they're hurting, yeah, or they're, they're sad or they're fearful for their kiddo. And so um, trying to keep that in the back of my mind. I mean, it was meant for kids in foster care, but I use it on grownups too because it just helps me respond a little kinder, yeah. That was really good. So I have a motto. It's just to be kind always. You don't know what's going on in somebody's life. You don't know if they had a family member die 
and you know hurt people people that are hurt are gonna hurt people and there's been days where even just a kind word or a kindness from a stranger can just totally turn your day around. Yeah, it makes such a difference. Yeah, yeah. it's true. This week when I was reading about kindness, I came across this statement and it says, kindness is an attribute of God and a quality desirable, but not consistently found in people. Mm -hmm. True kindness is spirit produced. And let's be honest, it's like Isla was saying, it's sometimes hard to be kind when people have provoked us or ridiculed us or yelled at us um, or when we feel misunderstood. There's a quote by Frederick Bachner who said, if you want to be holy, be kind. And that really hit me. Another quote by F.W. Faber says, kindness has converted more sinners than zeal, eloquence or learning and that is so true that's so true because it's something that we can all intentionally be is kind yeah. so you know just as we go about our week it's my goal just to practice like you said practice kindness my mom always said if you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all and that just all it i didn't always follow it but it, it has always stuck with me you know we can all be kind your kindness is what people remember about you. Exactly. You know, you've been a teacher. Exactly. Your kids, they remember the way that you treated them. Yes. Almost yes. more than the things that you taught them yes. sometimes. And that's yes. so important yep. in our witness. That that's part of what our story is. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I also wanted to talk about, like, also as being kind to ourselves. Like, yes. I, and, like, even mm. in the mental health world, like, when I'm talking with clients, like, there's so many people that have so many negative thoughts of that they're not good enough and they're, you know, their thinking is so cruel and harsh and um, just mean to themselves. Mm -hmm. And like, I think, you know, us focusing on who we are in Christ and, mm -hmm. um, you know, that kindness to ourselves is a product of knowing, you know, our identity in the Lord. Um, and, you know, of course I can't talk like that at work, but like, you know, seeing it through, you know, through Christianity and like what the Lord has taught us, like I know the enemy has a, a purpose of, you know, creating doubt and insecurity and fear in our minds. But whenever we focus on like what the Lord has told us, who we are in him yes. and, um, you know, the kindness is a product of that. Good. That's good. So what about within our families? How do we approach kindness towards our spouse? Our kids, what do you think? Well, when something that changed how I thought is when I realized that when a person lashes out, that is a reflection of what's going on in them, in their struggle, and it has nothing to do with me. And that has released a huge burden. And sometimes it's hard to be kind to the people we are closest to. It's almost like right. we can take them for granted or the barriers are down there yes 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 we yes. feel safest with them right so they see our true raw yes emotions and yes so learning how to control that would be kind <laughs> would be kind russell would appreciate yes. that if i was controlling some of that sometimes um man i am i'm treated so kindly in my home that it's um 
all of our relationships just flow together so well, I think. Um, I think sometimes my kindness is more towards my kids and I could have more kindness towards my spouse. Um, but my kids, I just, sometimes like right now in this busy season that, that they're both in, um, I'm trying to just recognize maybe I should clean their room for them or pick it up or whatever and surprise them that their room is cleaner um, just to relieve some stress for them. Right. I feel like that that's right. very kind right. in this in this time and because um, someday they're going to take care of me, right? Sure. So yeah. I need yeah, to take care of them. <laughs> Sometimes we just forget. It's weird, but we almost forget that like kids are people too. Like they, right. we sometimes have almost too high expectations of their behavior and things and right. we need to under, right. be more understanding and show them the kindness and things yes. that we expect other people to show us too. And Yeah. So how do we um, treat others with kindness that maybe have hurt us? Yeah. I think, I think for me, like starting to pray for them first mm -hmm. and then like realigning your heart yeah. with what is important. Because so often, like if we go through something without like really processing it through, um, it's difficult and that's when we act out in anger and we say things that we regret. But I think like praying about it first really helps to, you know, ground and center ourselves. That's yeah. how it is for yeah. me. And it's like really Anne really said, really. what you said about yeah. how often their unkindness is more about them. Yeah, it's a reflection of them. Right. right. And seeking to understand like right. what they're going yes. through right. or the right. pain that they're experiencing. Right. and. I think that's why it's so important that every day, like in the sermon we've, we've heard in recent weeks, that we make the commitment to walk in the Spirit and to practice the fruit mm -hmm. of the Spirit yeah. because it doesn't often come natural. No, it's, mm -hmm. it's Holy Spirit-led. Right. and Remembering the kindness that He has shown right. to us every right. day of right. when we mess up and right. when we hurt Him. Yes. I like to remember the scripture that says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Yeah. I mean, that just can protect us in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yes. Here's a, a quote that I found in this searching for kindness. Um, Practicing kindness requires at a minimum, a willingness to see the image of God in and to find a point of honest connection with every person even, and especially those I dislike. So, so finding an image of God in them, I can't, I can't be unkind to that. That's good. Well, ladies, thanks for your thoughts and your contributions on our talk of kindness. And I want to wish you all a happy Mother's Day. And you are some of the kindest ladies I know. Mm -hmm. We love you all. Hey, give the ladies a good hand. Didn't they do great? Are you getting the picture how all these things go together, though? Because kindness comes out of love, and kindness creates peace and joy, and kindness brings patience in. That's why there's not nine different things. There's one thing, which is the character of Jesus, described in nine different facets. So kindness in the Old Testament is the word hasid. It's in there hundreds of times. Depending on the version you have, it may say loving kindness. It may say favor. It may say goodness. But it's God's kindness to us. 
It's dozens of times in the Greek. Krestotes uh, is, is one of the words that's there that means kind, useful, beneficial, something that's helpful and good. An interesting place. Some of you on staff are going to like this because I've been looking for this verse forever and I found it now. And you'll, hear, you'll know what I mean in just a second. That one version of that word Christotes, Christos, is found in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 where Jesus says, uh, come unto me all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. And he goes on to say, take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy. The word that's used for easy there is Christos, the Greek word that means kind. It's not a hard thing. It's an easy thing. Can I tell you we're all better off when we make it easy instead of making it hard? Make life easy. This is more than a sweet disposition. It is a serving trait, not just words, but actions. Three things real quick. God is the source of supernatural kindness. It's in the Old Testament, the New Testament. God is a God of benevolence, compassion, generosity. It extends from generation to generation. He shows love. He shows care, concern. He watches over us, and that's all based in his kindness. His kindness is shown in his grace, which is righteousness and salvation through Jesus. Listen to the words of Titus chapter 3. Once we too were foolish and disobedient. We were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our life was full of evil and envy, and we hated each other. But when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us. Not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins. He gave us new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. Praise God for his word. God understands my weakness. He forgives my sin. He affirms my worth, and he leads me in truth. Second thing I want you to see is this. Blessing is a result uh, of supernatural kindness. Supernatural kindness that God wants you to express and experience in your life will bring blessing. Now, again, I've said I want to just drive this point in. Paul is not speaking of natural kindness. Matter of fact, Jesus speaks about it in just a minute here, but he's describing what the Spirit of God produces in the life of a Spirit-filled believer. It is a dynamic interaction between being led by the Spirit, which being led by the Spirit means that, that, that we follow he is the one leading. We are the one following. It's not the one that we initiate. It's the one that, that we step into and we follow him, being led by the Spirit and also walking in the Spirit. Now, that's the one that we are commanded to do, the imperative, the one that takes our initiative. Luke six thirty five, talking about this concept, says, love your enemies. How many of you know that's not natural? It's supernatural. How many of you know that if we're not careful, we will justify our attitudes and our actions because it seems right to us? Let me tell you the worst lie you can ever buy is this. Well, if it feels okay to me, it must be okay to me. No, my human nature gets it wrong all the time. When I am 
angry, I want to retaliate. When somebody is an enemy, when they're an enemy of mine, I want to destroy them. Can I get a witness? That's human nature. But Jesus says, love your enemy. (laughs) It gets better. Do good to them. Wait, what? I I can kind of do the love thing if I don't have to do any action. No, 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 no. Love your enemy. Do good to them. Listen, this, this is crazy stuff. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Wait, what? My enemy? My family, maybe. Not after they don't ever repay me back, but maybe at the start. By the way, I don't think Jesus is encouraging us to be foolish. He's giving some principles here of the attitude that we must have, the the desire that we have. Sometimes wisdom's going to come in and say, okay, at this point, there's something different to do. Doesn't mean it's, it's universal. He's talking about an attitude that is always prevalent in our lives. And here's what he says. When you do those things, then your reward from heaven will be very great. What am I talking about? Blessing is the result of supernatural kindness. When you love your enemy, you do good to them, and you help them in their time of need, then you're going to get a reward in heaven that will be great. And listen to this. And you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. Do you want to be a child of God? Yeah, I want to go to heaven. No, 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 no. Do you want to be a child of God? Oh, yeah, I want to, I want to just kind of have a great life. No. Do you want to be a child of God? Then you got to treat people the way God treats them. How does he treat them? It's the next statement there. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. How many of you believe that being kindness requires the power of the Holy Spirit or we'll never get it done? Here's some verses about this. Proverbs eleven seventeen: Your kindness will reward you, but your cruelty will destroy you. Proverbs 14, 20, wrong. It's wrong to hate others, but God blesses everyone who is kind to the poor. 1 Peter 3, 9, don't be hateful and insult people just because they are hateful and insult you. That's what Pastor Kevin was talking about last week when we react instead of respond. Instead, treat everyone, everybody say everyone. Instead, treat everyone with kindness. Even if they do play on the other church softball team. You are God's chosen ones and he will bless you. Micah 6.8 tells us that what God desires from us is that we do justice and we love kindness. When you allow the supernatural kindness of God to be in your life, you bring blessing to the kingdom of God first of all. How many of you know that if every Christian had supernatural kindness, that that the impact on the world would be favorable toward the kingdom of God? Secondly, you you bring blessing to the one to whom you extend kindness. When I extend kindness to someone, I bless them. And often when I extend kindness to someone, 
who doesn't deserve it, maybe who's done something wrong, but instead of retaliation, I extend kindness. Guess what often happens is the conflict is reduced. When you're kind, you bring blessing to your own life and to your family. Last thing, consistency is the key to supernatural kindness. Be kind at home. Be kind at church. Be kind at work. Be kind in the world. Be kind wherever you go. Kindness is seen when you're friendly. How many of you know that some of these things are easy for all of us to do? You can give a smile and you can change someone's day. You can say thank you and change someone's day. You can hold a door. You can speak an encouraging word or make a statement of recognition and change their life. Yesterday, I was getting gas, and I was kind of holding the door. And it, You know, sometimes it's real easy, but I was inside, and the door swung out, and I was kind of holding the door, and this lady was coming. I said, no, come on in. I got the door for you. And, and I, this is a stranger. I don't know this lady at all. And she just grabs my arm and starts patting on me and thanking me, and I'm like, I'm just holding the door, lady. It's not that big a deal. But kindness is a big deal. I remember when, when I was probably 16 or 17 years old, and, and my family, we were on vacation. My dad was a pastor, and we actually were at a church, really kind of a crazy story. We actually went to a church on vacation. We lived in Little Rock, Arkansas at the time, and the church was over in Collierville, Tennessee, just outside of Memphis. And we went there to, to their church service that Sunday night, I remember, and when I got home, the pastor was a good friend of my dad. He and his wife uh, knew my mom and dad. They were all friends. When we got home after vacation, there was a letter in the mail from the pastor to me. Not my mom or dad, to me. It was a thank you letter for coming to his church and visiting him. And it wasn't a generic photocopy and sign your name at the bottom letter. He took the time to say, I'm 16, 17 years old. He said, it was so good to see you again, Bruce. And I'm so thankful that God's hand is on you. And I'm so grateful for what God's going to do in your life. I still remember that today, almost 50 years later. Not quite, just so you know, I'm not that old yet. <laughs> Over 40 years later. Didn't take him that long. Didn't cost him that much. I think back then stamps were like four cents or something. Not really. That was just for the youth over here. That word of acknowledgement. Can I give you this thought right now? I was going to do it later, but let me throw this out right now. When it comes to kindness, too, here's the word for everybody in the room right now. Please hear me real clear. Would you make a commitment today to let the Holy Spirit help you initiate kindness? Don't wait on them. You be the first one to wave. You be the one to smile. You be the one to speak a good word to them. I remember we had just moved here, so it's been 20-something years ago, and Jan and I were going to the grocery store together, and we're walking in, and this lady's walking out. It's back when it used to be Albertsons, back that far back, and we're there, we're there in the parking lot. We're walking in. We're still new to town. We don't know who people are. By the way, I still don't know who people are half the time anyway. I just wave, and hey, how you doing? If it's one of you guys, be sure I'd, I'm not in a zone. You know, talk to me a little bit. We're walking in. Janet waved at this lady. Hey. The lady didn't have the spirit of kindness, that's for sure. Because she looked at me and Janet, she goes, do I know you? 
Apparently not. Sorry about that. Now listen, let me be real clear here. This is not a, a, a fail-proof system. I'm not telling you today because you say hello or you wave or you're nice. Everybody's going to be nice back to you. There are some grouches in the world. There are some grumpy people out there. Don't let them phase you. Be the initiator of kindness. And you say, it's just not my nature. Exactly. That's the point of this whole sermon series. It's the supernatural power of God. And if it is your nature, then grow it and develop it. Be kind. You're kind when you're friendly. You're kind when you're generous. Giving your time, giving your money, helping people, doing something to make a difference. Kindness is seen when you act with consideration toward others. Listen to me. Random acts of kindness are good, but intentional acts of kindness are better. There's nothing wrong at all with me being in line at Chick-fil-A and going, I'm going to pay for the person behind me. But the reality is, I don't know them. It'll make them feel good for a little bit. But here's the news flash: They had a way to pay for the food. I didn't change their life. But when I think about my neighbor who just got some bad news and I go over and visit with them and talk to them about it, maybe I take them something to eat or do something of that nature. That is an intentional act of kindness, something I am deliberately doing. It's not random. It's intentional. Random acts of kindness are great, but do the intentional. Think about who you can influence with your kindness for the kingdom of God. I was um, so in Oklahoma City last week and Daryl Wooten, who's going to be speaking at our all-church prayer meeting in a couple of weeks, was riding in the car with him, and we pulled up to a Oklahoma City area, and there's, it was a corner, and there are people out there with the signs and need help, whatever. And I'm, I'm sitting in his car, and I got my hand on the, the middle console over here. You know, like you have your elbow up on that. And he goes, excuse me, Bruce, I need to get in there. Sure, no problem. So I moved over, and he reached in and got a Brahms card out. And he said, I buy these $10 Brahms cards, and when I feel prompted, I see somebody out here like this, I give them something. Some of you are like me. You go, well, they could sell that for $6 and go do something awful with it. You know what? It's not really my problem at that point. But if I can do something that makes them feel like they have value and worth, I know that on most of those corners, most people there are con artists. And just to be real candid, I don't know that I'm going to do it every time for everybody. But if I don't have something in my glove box, I'll never do it. That's the intentional part. I don't know what it is you can do. I know the one of the ladies in our church, she has Gideon Bibles. And she has McDonald's gift cards that she hands out to people like that. Say, well, can you promise me that it'll make a difference? I don't know what it's going to do, but I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be thoughtful. I'm going to be considerate. And listen, you heard it a couple times in the comments. At the very least, and this is a big thing, not a small thing, would you just pray for God to help that person? Does anybody ever get caught in this conversation? 
complex thought process like I do. Sometimes, sometimes I'm driving down the road and there's somebody over here walking and I think I ought to stop and see if they need a ride. But traffic's coming and I don't know them and they don't know me. They may think I'm weird for asking and this could go south about 45 different ways. And what I try to do in those moments... I, if I don't, if, if the Holy Spirit ever says to me clearly, stop and give them a ride, I'm going to do that, first of all. But if I don't hear that voice, I've done this on, more than, on many occasions. I'll say, God, I don't know what's going on in their life, but if they need help, would you provide for them? And God, would you let your spirit speak to them? And whatever they need, God, you are the God who is more than enough, the all-sufficient one. God, I just believe for your blessing to be upon them right now. And I believe when that prayer is prayed in sincerity, it's a very big thing. Now, I'm not talking about what James condemns, where we flippantly say to somebody who's who's hungry, well, God bless you and be well-fed. No, you buy them a hamburger. I'm talking about going down the street and see somebody walking. They may be out there for exercise. If I pull over and say, can I give you a ride? They may look at me like I'm an idiot. But God, give me sensitivity and awareness of how I can display the fruit of the Spirit, which is kindness. Let me, um, let me wrap this up with the story. There's some other things here, but let me, let, let me give you two stories in wrapping this up. I read this last week, and honestly, I couldn't validate it completely. It was in print in four or five stories, but I never could get to the original source and the date and the time and whatever, so I'm going to keep it a little bit generic. Back probably in the 60s, if I read the story right, there was a professional golfer from Argentina who uh, had won a golf tournament. This guy, by the way, had, had lost the Masters on a technicality. He the scorecard was signed wrong, and he had to take the score that was on there, which was the wrong one. He would have been in a playoff to win the thing, but he wound up coming in third place because he was going out to do some interviews and whatever and just sign it quick and left. This had happened not long beforehand, maybe in the 60s. But a little bit later after that, he was playing in this golf tournament, and he won the tournament. They give him a check, the big, big check, and they give him a little check, uh, small in size but big in dollars for being the winner of the golf tournament. As he's walking out to his car, this lady walks up to him. She's crying and she's sobbing and seems desperate. And she said, congratulations. I know this was a big day for you, but it's really a sad day for me. And his heart was touched. He said, well, what's wrong? She said, well, my baby's sick and he needs treatment. It's very expensive and I can't pay for it. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm afraid my baby's going to die. It so touched the heart of this golfer, as the story goes, that he took the prize check he just won of several hundred thousands of dollars, signed his name to it, and handed it to her and said, well, maybe this will help. Got in his car and drove off. A week later, one of the officials of the PGA came up to this man, saw him eating at a clubhouse and came over to his table, and he said, I got to tell you something. That lady last week that talked to you, she was a fraud said her whole story was concocted, no truth to it at all. She doesn't even have a baby. The golfer paused for a moment and he said, so you're telling me there is no sick baby? The guy said, there is no sick baby. He says, that's the best news I've heard in a long time. When I read that, I went, wow. I don't think that would be my response. 
but he was saying bigger than the money that I was swindled out of, the fact there's not a sick baby, I'm going to rejoice in that truth. That is a kind heart. When Christianity first started, we didn't have churches and processed theology and institutes of learning and all those kind of things. It kind of just spread as word of mouth and believers coming together. And a lot of people didn't know what it was all about in the early, in the early world, the early church time. The story comes out of that, that the word Christos is kind, the word Christos is Christ. But many of the people, when they heard that they were Christos followers, followers of Christ, they thought it was Christos, kindness. They didn't realize that these are people who found Jesus Christ, the Messiah, to be the Christ, the Savior, the Lord of their life. All they knew was this, those people, whatever they believe, whatever they do, they are the kindest people we've ever known. Later on, they found the truth of the gospel. But people are going to hear the gospel because of the way that we act. Will you join me today in a commitment? Lord, help me first of all to receive your kindness into my life. Shannon talked about being kind to ourselves, and the way that starts is by receiving the kindness of God. God, you have forgiven me. You have affirmed me and my value that I'm worthy of your son dying on the cross. That's how much you love me. God, you've enabled me and you've provided for me. And may I receive your kindness into my life. If you receive that kindness fresh again today, would you say amen? Help me to walk in that reality that you've been kind to me. It changes my outlook on life. I'm happier. I'm more joyful. Help me to be filled with your kindness, God. But secondly, Lord, would you help me to be kind to everyone I meet, especially to the ones who don't deserve it? Because when I was your enemy, you reconciled me. I want you to bow your heads for just a moment. How many of you today would say, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. I need God to help me to practice and live out kindness on a daily basis. And I want the Holy Spirit to saturate my life every day so that I can be everything I need to be. Would you lift your hand all across the room? I want the kindness of God to show up in my life in such a way that it impacts many people. I want you to stand with me right now. Prayer team, I'd like for you to come to the front. And we do this for a very specific reason. So let me me make sure we communicate it clearly. If you're here today and you have any need in your life, if you need to receive God's kindness into your life of salvation, I invite you to come. If you're going through a tough time and you need the strength of God and the kindness and the blessing and the favor of God, it's not something that's passive, it's active. If you need that in your life, let someone come and pray with you. If the Holy Spirit has told you that you need to grow in kindness, I invite you to come and let someone pray with you that you'd be saturated with the Spirit of God. 
Would you come right now if any of those things apply to you? If you need prayer for your life today in any way at all, would you come right now? They want to join with you and agree together.